kings, queens, everyone in between. Thank y'all for joining us this first episode of 2024. We're getting in them blade, them blade running numbers. I, I got to remind myself. I really do. I really do got to remind myself. But, um, you know, this is not going to be a lighthearted episode. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to be as cut and as dry and as paced as possible. Um, I am tired. I'm I'm not sure exactly how Myra is feeling. <laughs> I'm good. You know, my back hurts a little bit, but I'm all right. We I'm here. over with my we magic here. cane. <laughs> we here. We here for y'all. And yeah, as just stating before, like this is not going to be a lighthearted episode. Um, we're going to be talking about, you know, real things that actually be going on in real life, in real time. And today's topic, prepare yourselves, weaponizing trauma. And I have a personal definition right here that I'm going to, uh, you know, say for the nice people out there listening. Weaponizing trauma, using pre-existing traumatic events to leverage social power over other individuals or groups. And we're talking about why this is not, I mean, as honest as I can be, I think the act of weaponizing trauma is despicable for multiple reasons, but probably definitely like the main ones that come to mind. One, if you're weaponizing trauma and you know it, then that's not healing. That's as knowing that you have something or knowing that something is going on. But instead of coming to a solution, instead of coming to a point of healing, instead of doing the actual work that it would take to do those two things, you keep it within and you say, hey, you know what? I can get away with this hey, you know what, I can use this in my favor. Hey, I can, you know, manipulate other people by doing this thing. And saying those things, it definitely speaks volumes within the spirit of the person who's weaponizing the trauma. What that, what what it's saying about your spirit or or to whomever may be doing that, um, and, and, you know, this is the thing, like, I, I truly wish into those who may know people that are doing this or maybe have like relatives in their lives that are currently doing this, whether to them or to other people they may know. Hopefully that individual who is weaponizing trauma. They one seek professional help because it's one thing to try to heal on your own. Right. And we. We both encourage self-healing, but I believe if you're out there weaponizing the trauma that you have, I think it's definitely in someone's highest interest to go and seek professional help because one, just to be as honest and as blatant as possible, typically those who have or who feel or think that they have power, they don't want to give power up. They don't, let's just be honest, they do not want to relinquish power. And if you're sitting out there weaponizing trauma, getting away with things that, getting away with things that you should be morally, you know, morally within yourself saying, hey, you know what, this is my responsibility to heal. This is my responsibility to take accountability and, you know, rewrite this narrative with going, what's going on in my life, right? But if weaponizing trauma is giving someone a power or a means of, as mentioned before, manipulating other people, then it's going to be a lot hard, a lot harder to give that up especially if you've been getting away with it time and time and time and time again. And so for those who do weaponize trauma, um, that's definitely one thing that I would highly suggest. Um, please do seek professional help because, and I'm, I'm you know, and, I, and I'm not discouraging others to not help themselves, but I say that because, it's going to be a very big life change 
it's it's going to be a very very big life change because one now you're faced with accountability and responsibility and you don't have that sway of well hey let me use this or let me try this excuse or no now you actually have to step in the guise of the light and be like hey you know what uh, i'm wrong for this and i got to find out a solution i got to find that healing so i can one stop weaponizing the trauma and then two also make a better means within my life so yeah i'm i'm probably definitely going to be very vocal on this because this is something that i cannot stand for and um it's definitely something that i've been seeing way too much going on you know in the past of uh 2023 and um you know i'm hopeful i'm i'm hopeful that this trend stops within these you know these new coming years but i'm definitely going to let myra speak her piece and justice on it so I agree with you, but I do think that there are multiple multiple levels in this, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, think about it like a video game. Like, you have your novice, then you have, like, you know, your intermediate player, and then you have your expert level. Mm-hmm. And so your novice may be someone that um, is completely oblivious to the fact that they, from them not dealing with their trauma or not even recognizing that they actually have this trauma um is affecting the people around them and hurting the people around them right so they don't they don't see it they sometimes they don't even see it within themselves and let's say that they let's say that they they do see it they think oh well you know it's it's just me like it's not impacting the people that i'm around so everything is okay as long as i just you know just try and like hold it in and you know I don't really have to deal with that I just I just gotta hold it in um and then you have your you know your intermediate people that know you know okay you know because of this trauma that I experienced at this age or whatever age this was or this experience it's impacting let's say like the way that I have relationships with people like let's say romantic relationships with people but I don't know where to start dealing with this and I'm not really sure if I really even want to like really dive into this I'm not ready yet so I'm gonna do a situation where it's like out of sight out of mind right um so like you're not intentionally meaning to hurt people but if they get caught up in your way then it's kind of like eh, you know maybe and then you have your expert level who wields that shit like a sword uh playing Zelda and um they they know that this is their power. They know that this is this is kind of like, you know, like their life source. And this is how they manipulate. This is how they control. This is how they get the things that they want. But like, not to totally paint them out to be the deviant, but also on the flip side of it, this is how they avoid their trauma. This is how they don't have to make themselves vulnerable so that they don't have to worry about getting hurt. And this is also how they kind of like have some sense of control to where they feel a little safer almost. It's a a, a false sense of security, but it Mm -hmm. feels like security to them. And so I think when it's on like different levels like that. All right, so I think when when we have someone reaching that level, it's it's easy to look at the negative aspects of this person, right? And how they're weaponizing that trauma. But we also have to remember at the same time that this is a very like double-edged sword type of situation. Because even though what they're doing is wrong, don't get me wrong, I'm not justifying their actions at all. We have to kind of like step back and realizing that this is all coming from a source of pain. This is all coming from a source of like anguish and like them maybe not being ready yet to deal with what's going on inside of them. And so I think when when you have start facing issues and trauma that you have with inside of yourself and 
like we say, like it's an ongoing, ongoing journey. Even sometimes you feel like, oh, yes, you know, done 99.9% of my healing. Um, it, it's never really like that. And so sometimes it's easier to say, like looking at this person, like, oh, well, why don't you just deal with it? Why don't you just deal with your trauma instead of forcing other people around you to be hurt? But at the same time, it's just like, at some point we were those people too. We were those people that, that weaponized our trauma. Maybe we didn't do it to like, you know, like expert level extent, but but there was a point where most certainly I was definitely, I was never on the expert level, but I was definitely on that middle perspective. Like mm. that, that, you know, like that, that occasional gamer where um I knew that potentially some of my trauma may have been causing issues in my relationships, but it's just like, I couldn't draw the connections. I didn't know how to fix it. Um, I knew it was causing a problem, but I just didn't know the steps to take. I didn't have the tools. So I think when you recommended therapy, I think uh, that's an excellent um, that's an excellent step to take. And I also think that like, that's kind of like where, where the line in the sand is drawn, right? Because no matter whether you're a novice, an intermediary or an expert level player, you don't, you don't kind of, it doesn't get real until you're ready to cross that threshold over into therapy. Because when you cross that threshold over into therapy is when you actually start taking accountability. And mm -hmm. it's not just like accountability for like the stuff that you've done to other people. It's also like accountability for stuff that other people have done to you. Yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean like, you know, Bobby Sue beat you up and you have to take responsibility for Bobby Sue's actions. Right. What I mean is that you have to take responsibility for allowing um, Bobby Sue's actions to continue to control your life 10 years later because at this point this ain't about Bobby C no more this is about you allowing this person to continue to control your existence and you don't even you don't even know them no more they're not even in your life no more and it's like you can't continue to use those experiences as a continuous crutch to allow your life to become ruins. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, a lot of people are willing to allow their life to go to shambles just so that they don't have to hold that space of accountability. Mm. Yeah, very, very true. Very true. And I'm very glad that you mentioned because I'm definitely, well, definitely in the beginning, I was speaking of those expert levels mm -hmm. of weaponizing that trauma. Cause yes, there's there's points in our in and I know my healing where yeah, I have weaponized trauma like on a level as I didn't even know that I was doing it. But that's one of the things that I truly, truly believe in. It's it's being able to educate oneself to know like hey those things that I was doing like way back when or those things that I may be doing that I may be doing uh, uh yesterday or done yesterday you know that's not a good thing and and it's definitely very very important to take the time to one educate yourself and also take that time to figure out like where your more where your morals are aligning to right because we can't sit there and negate the fact that morals does play like a very large well I would, I would say like a very good chunk not a large component but a very good chunk of the reactions that we have the things that we do say like how we conduct ourselves this that and the fourth to an a to a good extent so but definitely, no, I, I agree 100% that going through that threshold line of like, yeah, you know what, I 
have to take accountability. I got to start taking responsibility and seeking that help within therapy. Yeah, that is crossing a very big threshold. And I can remember points in my life where I was actually, it's it's odd because at one point I was really debating with myself, like, man, should I go to therapy? Like, I've never done this before. Like, I probably would be the first person in my family to go and seek therapy and counseling. And what does that say about me? And I started having all of this inner kind of doubt and inner kind of dialogue with myself all about it. But, you know, the moment that I took that courage and moved my foot to go do it, I figured out like, well, hey, you know what? This is a conversation. It's getting things out. And even with the conversation and getting things out and hearing things being said to me and, you know, actually being able to hear my voice saying things that I've wanted to say reminded me that there's still plenty of work that I have to do with outside of that building. You know what I mean? And and that was one of the key pinnacle reminders, at least for me, that like, hey, you know what? You took a really big step today. And now you still got to realize like, hey, there there are more bigger steps to be taken in the future, you know? So um, I was definitely glad for that. But um, getting back to the topic, I think, I think, and, and I hope the, I hope the listeners really got it to when you were saying like, we have to understand that there are levels to weaponizing trauma. I, I hope and I pray that the listeners are are understanding that within those levels that we see within ourselves and even within other people and, you know, people around us, there there's an amount of patience and there is definitely an amount of, uh, how would you say, um, humility in a sense of. That's dealing. the perfect word. That's yes. The perfect word. Yes. Yes. Yes, dealing with people who would weaponize their trauma against you, whether that's unforeseen or, as we mentioned, like they're on that expert level and this is what they do. The, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's definitely a key component within knowing like, hey, I have to be one patient, not just with this person, but I also have to be patient within myself because I think that's one thing you don't want. Uh, you don't want to allow someone's trauma to make you regress whatever healing and growth that you've you know that you've accomplished within uh, this journey of life. And then you also still have to be able to provide that patience of like, hey, like you know what this person, whatever they've gone through. I, of course, I didn't, you know bring that on or egg that on. But I also have to be understanding of like, hey, you know what, they're in a place in life to where that hurt or that trauma is manifested into this. And now I have to understand and be able to be like, hey, you know, navigate it, however you navigate it. Hopefully that's, you know, the right way. I think that's also too, like reflective of where you are as an individual, right? Because let's say that you are dealing with people like that. And I mean, I think everyone is dealing with someone like that, right? Whether it be family members, friends, coworkers, whatever it is, everyone has someone in their life that is doing that. And I think that, I think that it it is, it's like, like a two-way street almost. Like, um... This person, let's say that they're expert level, right? So they they know that they are manipulative. They know that, you know, they um, use whatever it is that they've gone through as a crutch to continue to hurt people, right? And so instead of getting themselves together, this is what they decide to do. And so this is a person that you are interacting with for whatever reason. I think a sign of your own personal growth is like how you are able to handle that situation. Like, do you do you have the patience to deal with this person? Do you do you allow your boundaries to be crossed? Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you subtract yourself from this equation so that you're just an observer? Like it's 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 like so many layers to that, right? Like I, 
I, I like to give direct examples just because it's easier for me. And um, like, I feel like y'all know my business anyway. So, um, but for example, like I always give this example, like how I grew up, like with, like the way that my mother is, like my mother is mad manipulative and she uses it as a source of control because she was not able to control her life and the way her life turned out because of the, the decisions that she made. And so I don't know, I still don't understand like why people feel as though controlling other people, it, it doesn't change their life. So I don't understand like the connection there, but let's, let's move past that. But like, so with me, with dealing with my mother, like it's a very hands-off approach, right? Like there's no in-depth conversation. There's no, you know, none of that. Like I know my limits and my boundaries and I won't go past that. She knows her limits and her boundaries with me as well. And she won't go past that. Like she knows that she can not manipulate me. She knows that that's just, it's not happening. Um, But she only knows that because those expectations were set. So if I am in a room with her, I know how to navigate around her and she knows how to navigate around me to where that like I'm not triggered by her I'm not like oh I need to leave the room right now oh I'm so angry oh you this this like none of that stuff is there like it's just you know it's, it's just mellow like it's not the moment she starts with some you know some stuff I'm just like all right well time to go home and I'm saying like it's just like I don't I don't have time for that and so I think like that is also like a reflection of like me dealing with that trauma because if I was still living in that in that trauma state that I was previously, I would have been very reactionary to how she was acting. And she would have fed off of that and continued to do what she was doing as a source of control because that's how she expresses her trauma, right? And so I think like a, a big part of like that patience part that you mentioned was like realizing that like, you're not when once you start dealing with your trauma you you're able to take yourself so far from the equation that like you can even subtract yourself out of your own tra trauma from people that have done like hideous things to you and it almost feels like it's not you that it happened to and that is a beautiful point to get to because it allows you to start viewing people not from the perspective of this person did something bad to me, but more so like, damn, what, what happened to you to cause you to treat people like that? Like, it's like, you don't even feel anger towards them anymore. It's, it's almost like you feel this source of pity, but not enough to let them walk over you, but enough to be like, you know what? I respect the fact that you went through stuff, but we got to start over at some point. We got to start over at some point. We, we cannot keep holding on to this baggage and like, we just can't because what is it, what is it going to do? How is it going to propel you forward in the future? Like I've had this discussion with my mother about stuff that her mother has done and said to her, like, you have to let it go. I understand it was painful, but that was a long time ago and you're still allowing it to control your your present you're still allowing it to have have its claws deep into your future right. so like at this point you're surrendering your control to someone who doesn't even have that doesn't even have that authority over you and it's just like that's it's just it's it's crazy like it's 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 like it's so I, I can't even really think of the word for it. Just like when you sit back and you think about it and you think about like, if something happened to you 30 years ago and you're still triggered by it and it's, it's controlling the decisions that you make today, even though it happened to you 30 years ago. No one has the ability to let that shit go but you. No one. It doesn't matter if the person that reached out to you, came to you, apologized, kissed your feet, bought you, you know, edible arrangements. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's, it's, it's just, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. See, and that's, 
in a in a, in a wholehearted sense that's what allowing trauma to define a person like that's what oh, happens. yes that's what happens and 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 I know and I know we've touched on, upon it like many many a times but yet what what that is is when whatever traumatic experience has happened and it's like it's like well you know this experience made me and and this you know I can't let it go because it, it it's it's shaped it's like okay it happened of course it's their new identity they don't even know who they are anymore it, right they i they identify more with the trauma instead of who am i who like what things do i like it's like well no i can't like that because you know that happened to me or i experienced this or you know i don't want to go do that because uh I've, I've been in that experience like wait you've been in that you've been in a similar experience not mm-hmm. that exact experience it could go totally different it could go totally right it could go totally left Mm -hmm. and they'd be so scared to let it go because at that point of holding on to it for so long they don't know who they are without it Mm -hmm. exactly they don't know who they are without that anger they don't know who they are without that pain and that that's probably even scarier than letting it go because Mm -hmm. once i let this baggage go i can't i have no reason to control anyone anymore I have no one, I have no reason to manipulate anyone. So who do I, who, who am I? What do I do? How do I establish healthy relationships with people? How do I establish a healthy relationship with myself? Mm-hmm. It's like a freaking identity crisis and they don't know what to do with it because that trauma has been, it has become their core personality. Yeah. And, and remember, that's exactly why I had suggested and mentioned when it comes to that heightened level of being weaponizing your trauma and not knowing of who you're going to become without it. That's why it's very, very important to seek professional help because they can help guide you or at least get you on a path of being like, Hey, you're going to be without this. And it's going to feel completely different. And you're going to feel like a whole brand new baby out there, you know, naked to the world, kicking and screaming, but Hey, you, you're going to grow and you're going to get through this and they're going to help encourage that growth. So that's why it's very, very integral to if if you if you know, if you know with within your heart, listening to this, like, hey, I really, ooh, you know, all of their words are hidden and sticking and not missing one bit. Then, yeah, like, hey, definitely seek some professional help on that journey. So I also wanted to circle back to that moral things that, that you were talking about. And I think I think that's on like a layered approach as well. Because like if you grew up in a very toxic home, chances are your morality is a little skewed, right? So I think like I think the more you heal the more you kind of like adjust your moral compass to where you where you are in your path and like where you're going, right? Because some of the stuff that I used to do five, seven years ago, I wouldn't do anymore. Some of the people that I are, are uh, allowed around me, I would not allow around me anymore. And I think that also attributes to like your moral compass, right? Because the people that you keep around you are a reflection of you. And so if you like to hang around people that are always got something negative going on or jealousy or drama, baby, it's a part of you that is thriving in that. And you know what I mean? And, and so maybe that's something you have to figure out like, well, why do I need this around me in order to feel meaningful or to feel or or whatever feeling you're deriving from these types of people that you're around like as as you move through your healing journey you start noticing like the types of people that you start hanging around the types of places that you start going the things that you listen to the things that you watch they are changing and along with that so is your moral compass because you're starting to vibrate on a different vibration and realize that everybody ain't for you and you ain't for everybody and that's okay but i think like starting off like you may not have that 
that moral compass that you spoke of. Some people do, some people do have that, but I think there are also a lot, a, a large percentage of people that don't. So I think sometimes when people are going through that healing journey and they are speaking to other people that maybe have been on that journey a little while longer, we have to be understanding of that. That doesn't mean that we have to allow that like into our space, right? It just means that we have to be understanding of where that person is in their particular journey um, and, you know, encourage them along the way. But, you know, keep your boundaries firm. But that doesn't mean that like you build like a barbed wire fence around yourself as if like you're this precious gem when you're really not, babe. You're like one step away from regression as well. So like don't start thinking that you better than anybody because you're not. You know, just just for just that's just for those people that like to listen and think that they're better than folks. Um, let me tell you this again. <clears throat> Taps Mike, you're not. <laughs> um, you know, just just so we're clear, neither are we. Mm. Um, just so we are clear. Um, we are all on our healing journey. It is not, uh, you know, a, a, a one-step thing. You you move. It's a, sometimes that shit's a sliding scale. Um, so it's just sometimes you slide back more than what you thought you was. Um, and some sometimes you got a guardrail that kind of stops you from, you know, sliding down to from from the bottom. But you know, it's it's just part of the human experience. And I think that one's ability to be able to be like you know what, I I have slid down to this point where I thought I would never be. But I think the difference between that, a person sliding down with that, with that mindset, like this is not where I want to be, it's way easier to get back, back to that point, that healthy point of where you want to be versus like, oh, I slid all the way down to the bottom and, and now I just got to bring everybody down with me. Or now, you know, now my life is ruined and I'm just going to be miserable and mean and all of these other things. Like that's, that's two totally different perspectives. And so the way that you are able to like navigate the world, the way that you are able to like call in um, the help that you need, um, whether that's like from a spiritual perspective, you know, like just, God and universe aligning people along your path that are going to be there and help you like that person that is, is from that perspective of, you know what, I slid here, but that's okay because I, I'm going to move forward. They're going to have those things along that path versus that person is just like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to bring down everybody I can around me. Eh, mm -hmm. I don't know about you. <laughs> you know, and and I think that's the thing with morals, right? Because as we, you know, previously discussed, and I do hope listeners and maybe new listeners out there, like, hey, take the time to like, you know, check our catalog because there's a lot of hidden gems. There's a lot of good yes, gems, yes, big yes. gems, small gems, all up in there. And, you know, saying that to say this, I think with morals, right, it's like you, you F around and find out. Because it's a learning process. This all truly is a learning process. And even though you may get to another level, you may get to another classroom, you still learning. You still got to write down things. You still got to take notes. You still got to be able to have the courage, audacity, and humbleness to go within yourself and be like, hey, am I all right? I am all right, but why am I all right? You know what? Hey, and if this makes me all right, then, you know, I need to keep these things going. And if this doesn't make me feel all right, then, hey, like I need to rearrange some stuff and work stuff out, you know? So with morality and upbringings and all of these things that equate into this journey of life, yeah, you're like, there's there's points in my life of where, I had things good and I thought that like I'm a good person and lo and behold, whoa, there was plenty of things I needed to work on. Plenty of regression. Same. Same. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? And then there and at the lowest points in my life, like that's where I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm glad to be breathing right now because like, I ain't in a pine box. Listen, you know, <laughs> listen. 
<laughs> I remember I remember some days that was my gratitude. Hey. That hey. was my gratitude. I literally had nothing else but breath. And the fact that the fact and I think I, I mentioned this before, like the fact that like we we were like, oh, you know, well, the only thing I have to be thankful for today is that I woke up breathing. Like, girl, do you realize people didn't wake up today? Like, do you realize there was folks that did not wake up today? The mm-hmm. fact that you have breath in your body, everything else is going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Literally everything else is going to be like that is because you can't do anything without the breath. Right. The way that the human body is set up without it. You, it's nothing <laughs> like it's, you're not doing anything without it so like you need the breath so let let's let's make that the biggest blessing of the day right the breath and then and then the other things and like it's i think it's it's too like what you were talking about was the process of like one getting to know yourself right um and i think when people think about like getting to know yourself they think about like surface level things like oh you know i'm a friend i'm I'm a great friend or i'm a a sibling or i'm a you know i'm a thoughtful daughter or whatever the case is and it's just like those things are actually they have nothing really to do with you um like the core of you the core of you is like it's the deep 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 shit that you don't even think about. Like the stuff that I give gratitude for about myself every morning is like, I'm so grateful that like God has blessed me with a giving heart. I'm so grateful that God has blessed me with the ability to be creative and then execute my creativity. Like, I'm so grateful that like, I can have articulate conversations with people like, like stuff that like characteristics that you don't even really think about because it's just, it's just like, so like in your day to day, but those types of things are things that I'm so grateful to be blessed with. Um, not only because they are beneficial to me, but they are also beneficial to others around me. And I think that's, that's another thing too is, and I don't want to like go too far sidetracked off of our original, you know, topic about weaponizing trauma, but I think this is important because people only tend to weaponize trauma because a big part of it is, is that they're only identifying with the trauma and not themselves, but half of the time, more than half of the time, actually, they don't know themselves to begin with. And so when you are on that journey of healing from, from being that person and just weaponizing that trauma, where do you start from? Yeah. You start from square one. Ground zero. Who are you? That's why when you go to a therapist, they always have you start with your childhood. They yeah. always have you start with your childhood because they're trying to pin, paint this mental picture of who is this individual and then get you to see who this individual is because you don't know this person yet. And so let's start from square one. Who was this person maybe before the trauma? Who was this little kid? What did they like to do? What what did they dream about? What were their aspirations? What made them happy? Like, what was the happiest time in their life? What was going on in their life when it was the happiest time of their life? And then build that person up from there. And then you deal with the trauma along the way. Because you can't cover it all at once. There's no big band-aid that you can get where it's going to say oh you know what this happened in 1998 band-aid here trauma's gone you're all good go out into the world like baby it don't work like that i was in therapy for six years Mm -hmm. six years and it still wasn't enough (laughs) (laughs) at that point i had to turn it to you know the spirituality community got me together like you know, it got me, it got me together, but I needed that basis to start from because I needed those tools to be able to understand, like, first of all, what was triggering my trauma to cause me to weaponize it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Because yes. if you can't figure out why you're wielding that weapon, you're going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so true. So true. 
Oh, and you know, I think I think as we we as we get to the close of this this conversation, right? Because there's two things that I want to do definitely before we close. Um, and I'll probably I'll probably start. I think if you as a person find yourself within a situation where somebody is coming across you and trying to weaponize trauma, right? So my advice, wholehearted advice is the one, pause, take a deep breath, take a deep breath and realize like they are not coherently coming at you for you or whatever you, or whatever they think that you feel that they, that you, to them right yep, ain't about you. Deep, yeah take that deep breath and then be like you know what hey i respect and understand that you have gone through something traumatic and from this moment from this point i hope that you take whatever you need and get the healing get the proper healing that you require so you're not out there attempting to hurt somebody else because i know that you don't want to hurt anybody else i mean maybe you do maybe you don't but what you're doing in this moment you're trying to attempt to hurt me i'm not gonna allow that so i'm gonna wish healing upon you and and i hope that you find that healing that's what i would suggest to anyone who feels or may get weaponized uh with somebody's traumatic experience and the second thing that i would like to do um just to allow people to know and to, you know, understand like, hey, like we all do go through this. Like for me, as of when, like I had to come to terms, like, hey, I can't be the Marcus out there that was hurting people and thinking that I was being a man by doing the things that I was doing, you know, being the uh, the trifling person that I was, the person who was addicted to drugs, the person who was hurting women's feelings by, because I was hurt because I felt like, wow, you know, if somebody that I love can't take me serious, then why should I take these women serious? I'm going to hurt them just like I was hurt. I had to come to terms with myself and be like, hey, you know what? Me hurting them, me hurting myself, me hurting my image, uh, my spirit, most importantly, is not worth it in the long run. And continuing down that path, what am I gaining? Nothing. I'm the king of nothing at that point. So to in order to change that, yeah, it takes having those really heart-to-heart conversations with yourself and be like, hey, why, why, why am I hurting this person? And why am I hurting myself? in this process that's not getting me anything anything lasting at least so you know that was the turning point for me and you know it's it's sad to say that I had to see multiple people get hurt in order for me to realize that but thankfully now I am at a better place and I continue to keep myself at a better place. So those that I have hurt, I'm able to maybe heal two times or at least three times, you know, more people I can, I'm able to help them now instead of hurting, you know, those that I knew, those that I came in contact with and people that I made, you know, meet in the future. So definitely. Yeah. If, if anybody is, going through a similar story as of mine or can relate to my story then hey please like take the time like heal yourself if you know heal yourself while you got breath in your body because hey once that breath is gone shoot try not breathing for five minutes and try not breathing for 10 minutes you're gonna get some bad you're gonna get some bad brain functionality up in there like i'm telling you if you can if you have the ability breath in your body please do change like it's never too late um and kind of like I want to touch on uh like my last little bits before we end this as well but 
one thing that we kind of miss, and I don't know how, because this was also, this was me for sure, um, is those people that don't weaponize it against, outwardly against others, but they weaponize their trauma against themselves. I did that mm -hmm. all the time. I did that by dealing with people I know good and goddamn well I should not have been dealing with. And, and instead of me like leaving negative situations, I would I would convince myself to stay in them. And mm -hmm. And now I know that I convinced myself to stay in them because I didn't believe that I deserved love. I, mm. I didn't really, I was searching for it, but I also at the same time didn't believe that I deserved it. Mm. And I could attribute that to my childhood because my parents never acted as they loved me. Do I think that did they, did they love me like in a universal sense? Yes, right? Mm -hmm. But do I think like my parents like loved me? No, I don't think that. And I'm okay with that. That's like something that I've accepted. But going through those things when I was going through them, it's like I was seeking that love, right? But also at the same time, I didn't feel deserving of it because I wasn't deserving of it from the people who, or I felt as though I wasn't deserving of it from the people who were supposed to be the primary source of that. They were supposed to be my will that I, you know, drew from. Mm. So because that source was empty, so was I. Mm. And um, and so like instead of me outwardly hurting people, I just allowed people to hurt me continuously, and I accepted it. And and that's just as bad. That's just mm -hmm. as bad because you allow yourself to be demoralized. You allow yourself to fall deeper and deeper into your trauma. And then you just, it, it just, it, it, it becomes a never ending cycle. Um, especially like if you're an introverted person like me that, that lives in their head nine times out of 10, Oh, baby, like when I say you, you just keep going and going and going and going inside of yourself. And it's like a non-ending story where you can just come up with every excuse of why you're not good enough. Why this? Why mm -hmm. that? Why this? Why no one loves you? Why you'll never be acceptable? Why this? And so like, again, this is that thing where it comes to like knowing yourself, coming to that moment of realizing, oh, you know, this actually nothing wrong with me. Like my parents just didn't know how to deal with their trauma. So they passed it on to me. And then because they didn't know, I didn't know how to deal with it. And I could have easily passed it on to my kids, right? If I would have continued with that cycle, but uh, the buck stopped with me. Uh, we wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not everybody's case, right? And right. so like, I want to want to really just point that out because I think that that's important. And I think that, there are a large, um, there are a large amount of people that that do do that, right? That do self sabotage themselves instead of hurting other people. They allow other people to hurt them by not having boundaries, by not having a strong moral compass, by by allowing themselves to be internally tormented by their trauma. And mm. so like, if that is happening with you, I need you to, I need you to move forward and get out of that. Get out of that. Because mm. I guarantee you, it's not you. It's, you didn't do anything. It's not you. And you need to work your way out of that. Even if you don't believe it initially, just start telling yourself that, that wasn't me. That, that, that wasn't me. And start journaling about it, start talking, start talking to a therapist about it, start talking to with, you know, maybe a close, a close trust, trusted friend that you can, you know, speak about, speak with uh, things about too, but also to like, um, what you were saying, um, when you said like, as long as there's breath in your body, you can change like that, that's real. Like there are people in my family, you know, that are, really really old like elders and the chances of them changing their negative behavior like if I had to look at it from a statistical standpoint 
I want to say are low, right? Mm -hmm. But do I still think that they have the ability to change if they want to? Yes. Will their change be as impactful as the amount of Im negative impact that they were able to have on people, depending on when they change and what they're able to do? I don't know. But do I think that the, the ability is there? Yes, I think the ability is there as long as you have that breath in your body. Um, even if it's within the last five minutes of you having that breath in your body, if you want to change, you can. Because no one is stopping anyone from changing but themselves. Like you, you can't blame that on anyone else. And for those people out there that think like, and this is for, for, for people that are in like relationships, whether that's a platonic relationship with a friend, a coworker, whatever, romantic, whatever, I'm going to say this loud and clear. And I hope everybody here hears it from the background. You cannot change someone else. Again, you cannot change someone else. It doesn't matter how much you love them. It doesn't matter how many nice things you do for them. It doesn't matter how obedient you are. It, it does not matter what you do because baby cakes, it's not about you. It's not about you. It is about them. The individual has to want to change for themselves. Even if someone comes to you and say, oh, well, I'm going to change because I want to be with you. That change that's going to be like two weeks and they're going to go right on back. And you want to know why? Because it was never about them. They had no desire to change themselves because they want to be better. They had a temporary desire to be able to keep you. So they did what they thought they needed to do, but that really has nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. So if you are hanging around in a relationship if you, whatever type of relationship that may be, and you hoping on someone to change, get out. Yeah. Just get out. Just get out now. Major facts. Get out because it ain't happening. Mm. It ain't happening. But, you know, y'all grown. Y'all do what y'all want to do. <laughs> but I'm telling y'all now, it ain't happening. Mm. And those are my closing words. <laughs> you know, oh man, oh we, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Like as far as what you were mentioning with weaponizing trauma upon oneself, I feel that has to be its own separate entity, its own separate episode. Because oh, hey, yeah. you know, I've done it to myself multiple times, yeah. <laughs> multiple times. Lord have mercy. Yeah, huh, thank. Thank Jesus, I'm I'm on the avenue of getting it right. Because, good God, if I if I would have kept going, I probably wouldn't be here. Wouldn't be here. Listen, listen. They this will be a a, a, a tells from the um from the Great <laughs> Beyond podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> see, that's how you know we healed up. Because like we can actually sit here and laugh. And and see the comedy, <laughs> see the comedy in in the horrors that we've gone through. And if y'all don't know, me and Myra, like we we horror movie buffs. I'm always either telling her about a horror movie, she's always telling me about a horror movie. <laughs> Love them. Uh, I watch them like comedies, but yeah, you know, we thank y'all for tuning in with us. Um, we hoping that y'all having a blessed and happy uh, this new year. I mean, we in it. We in it already. <laughs> so be blessed out there. Stay safe in this winter. Uh, these wintery months, because it'd be cold. <laughs> Keep um, your heat on. <laughs> Keep your heat on. <laughs> and yeah, blessings to each and every one of y'all. And um, yeah, like stay tuned with us because we growing. We getting bigger. We doing better things all the time. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. Peace out. Peace.